Hi everyone. Sorry for uh, the lateness for chit chat. <laughs> we are having chit chat tonight. Um, I did not realize what time it was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was I was packing because uh, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow. So um, I one second Jay is coming, so he can chastise me. <laughs> Krishna, many blue skies. Oh, Krishna. Jaya is coming, everyone. <laughs> Hello. I just, I'm so sorry. I was telling sorry to everyone. I was, I'm, I'm getting on a plane tomorrow, so I, I was packing my things, and I honestly didn't even realize what time it was. Okay, that's an honest excuse. But I wasn't planning on being here, so then Jaya message me being like um hello <laughs> I was like, well i thought i thought you might have actually been on the plane i was like oh maybe he's flying out already no i fly i fly tomorrow okay yeah chat today fly tomorrow. what so when are you flying tomorrow tomorrow i'm flying at noon tomorrow we'll have to pause and chit chat because i'm okay noon and but then there's a layover in florida which i'm a little skeeved about okay and then I arrive over there in Ecuador late, like 10.46 p.m. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm going, I'm going to Ecuador, everyone, those who are asking. So I'll be going there tomorrow. But then we'll start chit-chat on Saturday. I'll be in a place that has nice Wi-Fi. So it should be, should be good. That's the plan to continue with the chit-chat. Okay. <sighs> what were we speaking about yesterday? I feel like it was, like, really good. And then... And then we were speaking about leadership and we started giving some, um, yeah, we, I think we opened up with saying it'd be nice to do a little research. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I remember specifically yesterday saying that I kind of wanted to, I, I touched on that verse six, seven, 14. Yes. I didn't mention, like, I didn't, we didn't read the verse, but I was just reading through the, through Srila Prabhupada's purport. And I feel like it's, it's very, very nice. I mean, intense, but nice. Um, but anyway, everyone, we were speaking about leadership. And so this verse, I'll read the verse. It's, okay, let's go. Let's start it. Let's start from there. So the verse, <laughs> Madhavapur says, Bhakti Center, Ecuador. <laughs> Jai. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be there. So it says leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead That's like everyone. <laughs> so leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction as described in the previous verse are in effect boarding a stone boat. And I really love that image, boarding a stone boat. And so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell, a little intense, and their followers go with them. <laughs> you know, that, that, I just want to um, qualify that Parlpot does kind of read that into his translation. Mm. Um, just to give it a little bit of an edge. <laughs> to, to give that edge. But I really like the image of boarding a stone boat. 
that will not float. And yesterday, well, uh, I was gonna say the Sanskrit of the verse. I'm trying to pull it up. I think it's Kupata Deshtrinam, right? Kupata. This word Kupata, you hear this come up a lot in the Bhagavatam. Ku Yogi, Ku Buddhi, Kupata, Kukata. <laughs> like Kukata means bad topics. You yeah. know, we're really into Kukata. You know, this Kukata Tigni. Um, this this comes in the Bhagavatam, third canto, chapter fifteen, verse twenty-three. Kukata Matikni. The Kukata destroys the intelligence. <laughs> and um, as we know from Bhagavad Gita, Buddhir Nasha Pranashati. When Buddhi is destroyed, one perishes. Mm -hmm. So what destroys the Buddhi? Kukata. <laughs> Kukata. <laughs> it's just I'm sorry for giggling, it just sounds so funny. I feel like um okay. Some of y'all might not be old enough. Well, I think maybe a lot of our listeners would be old enough. There was this movie when I was growing up with Robin Williams called Hook. Mm. You remember that movie? It's like a Peter Pan movie. I with uh, Robin Williams and the guy who played Hook was also the guy who played some. I don't remember. But yes. Anyway, every time I say Kukata, all I have is this image of me crowing. You know how that was like a thing in order to be the leader of the Lost Boys? You can crow. Anyway, I'm sorry. I, the image just got in my head. Anyway, Kukata, then um, Kubudi. Kubudi means like bad intelligence. Kuyogi means a bad yogi. So mm -hmm. here the word Kupata, the word Pata means path. That's and, Yeah. Kupata Distrinam. So the leader is Kupata. He's directing people on the Kupata. And I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. I even took notes i was i think i haven't done a video on my page in a long time um just because i just kind of retracted a little bit with all this the the social stuff going on mm. but i was getting inspirations for ideas to start up again and um i was meditating on this that the main reason our country is suffering really the whole world but looking at america specifically is because we have not we have not been interested in creating an ideal person yeah. As a matter of fact, it might be in this purport or an earlier purport in this very chapter that you're reading this verse from where Parapar writes the same thing. I'm going to look for this verse. And I kind of have a sense it's in this section. Anyway, we've not tried to create an ideal human. And we talked about this a couple of days ago, I believe, that instead of creating an ideal human, we've basically created a human animal. We have a different term from it. We call it a consumer. So the average citizen has become a consumer. And the apotheosized human, the celebrity, the actor, the musician, the influencer, and so on, he's become a, a brand um, supplier. Mm. And so they've entered into this codependent relationship where they enable the worst in each other. Mm. The, the brand supplier enables the animalistic tendency for just constant consumption without discrimination and the the consumer enables the brand suppliers um bad consciousness of exploitation mm. and so in this codependent relationship we bring out the worst in one another that's what a codependent relationship is and we degrade each other in this way we've not tried to create an ideal human even or and i've often brought this up like in the in the christian west there was a once upon a time 
you know, the Western world, you know, was Christian. And before that, it was some other culture. But let's just say the Christian was, for example, the, the ideal person was Jesus. Mm. And you were basically considered, you know, ideal to the degree you were moving in the direction of becoming Jesus-like. Mm. I, don't, I don't believe that you could become Jesus in their theology, obviously, but you could become like him. Mm. He was kind of showing the path for all humans. And that was kind of the standard. But as that standard has been removed, and you brought this up so beautifully the other day, it's been replaced by the brand suppliers, influencers, and so on. Um, and so we've been directed on this kupata, the, the bad path that doesn't see to us becoming ideal humans. An ideal human is basically a saintly person. Mm. You know, they have all these amazing qualities. I, I would like to, I'll look it up. I'm not going to read it now. I would, I'm going to, I would like to read a list of the ideal qualities of a, you know, ideal person. Mm. But because that's been etched out of our mind and we've just become like sort of, yeah, just more and more animalistic. Mm. So we're not able to actually do good for one another. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the kupata drishtinam. The leader has not directed people on the auspicious path, but rather this bad path that mm -hmm. leads to their, their moral degradation. It leads to the, the degradation of their soul also in the sense that they're downgrading themselves from from being spiritual entities which is like the most beautiful thing that we could be and we've mm -hmm. downgraded ourselves devoured ourselves by identifying with material bodies and now worse than that just as consumers in the in the purport in the purport they talk about this other verse um Shumabhagavatam 11 and i really like that verse because it really makes us ask like what are we doing? You know, what are we doing with this human life and what are we doing with this human body? So in 11, 2017, it says the human body, which can award all benefit in life is automatically obtained by laws of nature. Oh yeah. A rare achievement. The human body can be compared to a perfectly constructed boat, having the spiritual master as the captain and the instructions of the personality of Godhead as favorable winds impelling it on its course. Mm. And so considering all these advantages, a human being who does not utilize this human across the ocean of material existence must be considered the killer of his own soul. And so Srila Prabhupada in the purports talks about this, how when the boat of the human body is directed by our spiritual master's instructor, by Shastra, then then we're we're on our way, you know, and we're we're speaking about leadership and leaders, and you brought up this point so wonderfully yesterday or two days ago, that when you first think of leaders or leadership, it's like, well, who are they following? And what is their relationship with their teachers? And what is their relationship with their gurus? And what does that look like? Because, the, you know, we spoke about this interesting, uh, what was it, like a vicious kind of codependent vicious cycle where it's like the moment someone or a group of people like see that you're a leader or they want you to lead them or like they put their faith in you. It's really easy to be, you know, to cross that line of uh, not being humble anymore and just be like, yeah, I'm the best. I'm the leader. Haven't you heard? You know, it's me. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, you're putting yourself on this high pedestal kind of <laughs> directions of Shastra and you're just, you're just, doing, you're just doing your own thing. You know, just, you're just doing you. And that is a fine line that I think that um, it's really easy to cross it. You know, it's really easy. 
And it really goes back to that self-reform point that we've talked about so much in Chit Chat. Because if I am not studying Shastra, if I'm not studying my, you know, whatever my spiritual tradition is telling me that I'm supposed to be reading every day, I'm supposed to be studying every day, I'm supposed to be listening to every day. If I'm not doing that and I'm trying to lead others, how, what am I being informed by, essentially, you know? And I love this... Um, I love this image of the boat because so Shri Prabhupada is kind of uh, paraphrasing that verse that I just read from the Bhagavatam. But then right after he says, so one who boards a boat made of stone is doomed. And, and uh, so to be elevated to the stage of perfection, humanity must, this is beautiful, to be elevated to the stage of perfection, humanity must first give up false leaders, yes. boats of stone. All of human society is in such a dangerous position that to be rescued, it must abide by the standard instructions of the Vedas. So I really like the way that Prabhupada words it because he says humanity must first give up the false leaders who present boats of stone. And I think like, you know, we are in many ways, whether consciously or subconsciously, choosing who our role models are in life or who our leaders are in life by the way that we you know, by the way that we interact on social media, by the way that we speak, by the way that we purchase, whatever it is, like, we are making that decision for ourselves. Yes. And, so, and so it's interesting how to give up those false leaders. I like, um, so many things are coming to mind, but I, I think the first thing that strikes me is a non-DC 1972 set, like Trump and relationship first giving up false leaders. Um, you know, Trump doesn't immediately come to mind because I think he's just such an obvious example. Yeah. Um, what immediately comes to my mind when I say give up false leader, I think influencers. Mm. I think YouTubers. I think podcasters. Mm. Like when I think about my own devotional community and what we tend to be hearing, it's not, you know, we maybe have our token Pearl Pod class that we hear ritualistically in the morning, maybe. Um, maybe we go to some sort of standard Bible, some class in the temple or in our community. Maybe, um, maybe we're hearing people who are devotees, even though they're not talking about devotional topics. Maybe, yeah. but what I notice in our community is that we're hearing like podcasters, influencers, YouTube, you know, YouTubers, and a lot of our information is coming from these sorts of persons. And that, that's kind of also, that also comes to mind when I hear giving up false leaders. Yeah. Um, and why they, why they consider false? Well, because they don't teach about Shreyas. Yeah. That is, and we brought this term up some time ago, maybe within the week. You know, in the sacred text, you have this teach, prayas and Shreyas, these two terms are often contrasted against one another. And now prayas means that which is immediately beneficial. Shreyas means that which is ultimately beneficial. Arjuna is asking Krishna in the beginning of Bhagavad Gita, that you please tell me what definitively, nishtitam, what is Shreyas. Yes. Um, I'm in an emotional wreck right now. I'm going to get some prayas. <laughs> I want you to rub my back and say, you right. <laughs> All your feelings are, you know, validated. You know, we want to be validated. We want to be uh, our, our ego stroked, basically. 
Arjuna was um, sincere. He doesn't want to be flattered or stroked. He wants to know sincerely, definitively, what is Shreyas? What is actually going to be beneficial in the long term and not just what will be um, gratifying on an ego level and so on. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Shreyas is... Wait, what was the other point I was making? Uh, anyway, the Shreyas isn't known. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, um, Without knowing Shreyas, how can you, I forget, I, I'm losing my train of thought. What was I, what was the opening, my opening statements? <laughs> uh, you were speaking about, well, you were speaking about Arjuna kind of wanting the, the immediate quick pat on the back. Well, he didn't want that. He wanted, he's asking Krishna for Shreyas. And I was saying that these two terms, Prayas and Shreyas, are often contrasted against one another. But he definitively wanted kind of the ultimate, the, the ultimate answer you were talking about influencers. Yeah, so I was just, yeah, my point, that was the point I was making. Why, when I say giving up false leaders, why these influencers and podcasters and so on come to mind? The reason they come to mind is because I see a lot of devotees in our community where we like hearing these guys or girls or whoever they are. I like hearing, you know, certain YouTubers are there or certain people that I like to listen to. I find their subject matters entertaining some of them may be conventionally enlightening on some level, but they don't speak about Shreyas mm. because they don't know what is Shreyas. And so these are the false leaders that have to be given up. Now, you may say that they're not really leading me, cause, but the fact of the matter is, is that if we're giving someone that much of our energy, where we're allowing them to plant certain seeds of ideas in our head, Mm-hmm. Then, in a sense, they, we are allowing them to lead us, maybe passively. Maybe some of us are a little bit more active, like we really endorse a particular whoever. Mm-hmm. But in some way, we are allowing them to lead us. And this is considered um, not good, ultimately. Well, at least for the culture of the Bhagavatam, and certainly for the culture of Bhakti, this is not considered good precisely because they don't speak about Shreyas, mm-hmm. because they don't know about Shreyas. And I quoted this verse from Rishabhadev. Actually, a lot of Rishabhadev verses come into my mind. But one of the verses, he says that, that the people today, they are, uh, they are blind. Nashadrishti means they have lost vision mm. of Shreyas. And because they have lost vision of Shreyas, Yo arta samihita nikamakama. So the word nikamakama means they're extremely lusty. Nikamakama. I was in comma times two, comma square, nikamakama. <laughs> they're nikamakama. I mean, they have a lot of desires and a lot of speculations about what needs to happen, how the world can be better. Places sometimes, some, like, don't get me wrong, it's not like they don't have something maybe insightful to say, some angle of vision that we haven't considered and so on. I don't want to, I'm not trying to like, dog any of these people like i said i also hear a few people here and there um but the point i wanted to bring up is that they are they don't speak about shreyas and therefore whatever they speak is considered ultimately worthy of being rejected or given up there's another verse from rishab david i'll stop here Guru is a very interesting you know the sasyat sasyat this yeah. sums up a lot. So this verse is saying, um, If you're not able to deliver your dependent 
from the path of samsara, essentially, by teachings on bhakti, essentially, then don't become a guru. Don't become a relative. Don't consider yourself a friend. Don't consider yourself a father or a mother or a husband or a political leader. If you're unable to deliver, you're dependent from the path of samsara, or at least point in the direction of shreyas. Mm. Um, so a leader... I guess in this sense, if we're talking in a Bhagavatam sense, a leader has to have a, a, a strong awareness of Shreyas mm. and then a, a method of directing people in that path, on that path. Because the verse you opened up with, Kupata Drishtina, the, the bad path. The leaders are directing people on the bad path, which is just a stone boat. Um, so the, a leader has to figure out a way how to direct people on the path of Shreyas. He may have to be clever about it, especially when so many of us are not really that interested in Shreyas. You know, if we hear a class about Shreyas, we're like, <laughs> the point that I this is this is the point that I wanted to speak about because I was thinking about it while you were speaking. It's like we have our kind of definitive answer according to Shrimad Bhagavatam and our philosophy. Right. About when you were speaking is like how how many of us. And how much are we ready to accept that, you know? Because if 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 Srimad Bhagavatam is telling us that Shreyas, we have to follow Shreyas, if in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna is telling us directly, give up, uh, give up all other processes and just surrender unto me. Like, literally, Krishna is telling us this. Like, how much do we really believe? You know, like, and that... Okay, yeah, forget that. So we'll take it for granted. We ain't interested in Shreyas. I thought that I was until I realized that I want to be patted on the back. I want my ego stroke. I want to be validated. I want to be understood. <laughs> so that's a given. That's, that's the problem, though. Well, that's the pro that's the problem for when we're talking because we're talking about this in the context of being a leader. Yeah. So that's a problem that a leader is going to have to contend with. Yes. What does it mean? We're talking about what does it mean to be a leader? What, what is it that we might be looking for in, in the leader, someone to lead us? Yeah. You know, they follow. That was one point. Well, here's another thing. They're directing us on the path of Shreyas. So as a leader, you, that will be a, a, a concern that sits deep in your heart. Mm. And if you're really a leader, that's expect, either because you've been voted into a particular position or, you know, by default, you see a lot of people are following you, you know, and whether you want to accept it or not, it's become obvious that you're a leader of some sort. This will sit deep, like how you might have to be clever about it, but how do I move someone in the direction of Shreya? So it doesn't mean I have to take them all the way. Yeah. And I think that's something that our preachers, um, we have to be careful of thinking that it's going to be my individual responsibility to like bring someone all the way. Ultimately, an individual can only help themselves mm. at the end of the day. Whether someone wants to do something or not, that is really up to them. That's why Krishna says also at the end of the Gita, deliberate on what I said and then do as you like, because it's, it's going to ultimately it's your choice. But a leader is going to sit having his heart how to be clever, if he has to be, to direct people in the direction of Shreyas. Yeah. So if they don't know what is Shreyas, how they can direct people in that way. So therefore, mm. this is the world. So, Parap, I want to. Can I read a little bit more of this purport that, from the verse that you brought up? Yeah, I love it. It's it's really good. Um, 
Prabhupada continues in his purport. Okay, so we should follow what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. And yeah. then he says, but even if one does not accept Lord Krishna, his instructions are so exalted and beneficial for humanity that if one follows his instructions, one will be saved. Mm. Otherwise, one will be cheated by unauthorized meditation and gymnastic methods of yoga. <laughs> Thus, one will board a boat of stone, which will sink and drown all its passengers. Unfortunately, <laughs> although the American people are extremely eager to get out of materialistic chaos, they are sometimes found to patronize the makers of stone boats. Mm. That will not help them. They must take the proper boat offered by Krishna and the form of the Krishna Consciousness Movement. <laughs> then they will be easily saved. In this regard, Sri Vishwanath comments, and some Sanskrit is given here, if society is guided by political diplomacy with one nation maneuvering against another, it will certainly sink like a stone boat. Mm. Political maneuvering and diplomacy will not save human society. People must take to the Christian consciousness to understand the aim of life, to understand God, and to fulfill the human mission. This is hitting so, I mean, it's hitting home. Yeah. I was reading it, I was looking at it as you were pulled it up, and I was just like, wow, this is extremely relevant for the present time. Yeah. And I, you know, I see our devotees. I have to. I have to admit. I've. I've been. Um, the reason I haven't posted that much on my social media in the last month. Okay, I was posting a little bit on Facebook when I was starting some shit. But other than that, I haven't posted some of my like original and creative content because I just been a little demoralized by the whole situation. And um, I think naturally, I'm a human. I think like many humans, this, we're going through periods of depression, demoralization, feeling dispirited, and all that. But one thing that's been really I don't want to say troubling for me, just kind of like, I don't know if it is. It hasn't been shocking, but I, it's, it's impacted me more than I realized that it would. It's just seeing so many devotees like on Facebook, I didn't get off of Facebook, like policing each other and just like, that, like the partisan sort of political deadlock between devotees. I get that happening outside, but happening amongst devotees. And then when you you kind of bring up this sort of point that Prabhupada's making. Political maneuvering diplomacy ain't going to do shit for the situation. As we see, it's literally a, it's a, a partisan deadlock. People are more committed to their view of things than they are to the actual welfare because everyone's just so fixed that the way I'm thinking is the way that's going to best. Political maneuvering isn't going to help. And you kind of share this and it's just like, you know, you're maybe it's criticized as some sort of like spiritual bypassing or this, that, and the other. And it's just been very confusing, I guess. Mm. Um, because also, even like accepting what Prabhupada is saying here, like I accept, I stick by this 100% that I don't think any suggestion being offered in the, the outside world is going to help the world situation. Mm. But then, where does that leave us? Mm. So that's the other side of that thing, you know? Mm. So are you saying we should do nothing? And I'm saying, well, no, we should, I guess, chant Hare Krishna and, you know, cultivate God consciousness. But, yeah, so anyway, I, that's a feeling coming out right now. I've been uh, left bewildered. I hear that feeling because it, it is very bewildering. I, 
I've not, I've not felt so bewildered because I don't, you know, you have a very different relationship with like, you know, devoting starting shit with and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not starting shit with anybody. And if anyone wants to get with me, I won't respond. So, <laughs> but if anything, it has, I guess the feeling that's coming up for me is I've spoken about this various times about how do I know when I'm deeply realizing something, you know, Gyan versus Vigyan. How do I know when I'm deeply realizing something versus like, I saw something on social media and now I'm reposting it. Or like this, this is <laughs> saying that is true and therefore it's true. Or this is what everyone says, this is a means or this Aji means, you know, whatever then that means that that's what it means. And so what it has really, what this entire political situation has made me kind of redouble my efforts is both on a, on a spiritual standpoint, redouble my efforts um, in my sadhana and in my, in, you know, all of the sadhana, but um, also specifically like knowing my chit, you know, knowing both my spiritual chit, like what does Bhagavatam say? And chit chat has been an amazing sangha for that. But then also on, on my end, you know, this is very personal to me, because I like studied politics and I went to school for like political science. And I went, like I did a master's degree with you know, like, all of these things, which I don't use anymore, but it really redoubled my efforts to be like, you know what, let me, let me dig up some old books. And I like physically went down to my, you know, storage and got all these politics books. And I, and I was just reading all these beautiful books. They're really amazing. And I was just like, this is very different than what is happening in like, the branded image world of social media, you know? Like this, what like real thinkers are, are saying about this stuff that has existed since for a very long time. It's not like it's very different than right. over here. And so it just forces me to ask that question of Gyan versus Vigyan, because I think since we're talking about leadership, I think that's also a very important thing of like, I can say that I know something, but what does my lived experience show? Or what does my, what does my um, example show? You know, am I leading by example? Am I doing what I say I'm going to do? Do I know the chit that I claim to know? Or am I just, you know, kind of, oh, they said this, poop, you know, like that. And that's when this branded image world becomes very dangerous, I think, because the internet is one of those like, jack of all trades, master of none, you know, I can know everything. What's, what's the chemical composition of like onyx? Boop, now I know, you know, that. I can know that, great, but am I actually retaining that information? Wait, is onyx really a thing? Yeah, onyx is like a stone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a precious gem or whatever. Okay, carry on, sorry. No, I was just saying like, how much am I retaining that? That was a, that was a random bad example, you know, like what's the chemical composition of hydrogen or something, whatever. Okay. How much am I actually retaining that? And how much am I, you know, and how much am I kind of just like giving the, the performance of knowing something? You know, that's something that I've been thinking about, a lot about lately. Like the performance of knowing something or the performance of being in the know. I'm just like, do you know? Do I know? You know, like I'm myself that question. Like, do I really know what I'm talking about? Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me. Let me do some research. Let me like read for hours. You brought up this point. I'll end with this. You brought up this point on chit chat various times. Like all of these issues and all of these things, like it requires mad research and mad amount of investigation, like hours and hours. People aren't doing that. People are not doing that. You know, it's like, let's be real. People well, are like. 
But that's why that's why I mentioned with this sort of, I guess the word is partisan deadlock. Yes. There's more of a commitment to a, a view of things yes. than it is a commitment to the truth of things. Yes. And right, which is and I, you know, yeah, I saw this the other day with a person that I'm starting to build a relationship with. New, they live all the way in Australia or New Zealand or something. And we've been connecting a little bit more recently. <clears throat> and he's like, he's an extremely intelligent individual. Um, I think he's way smarter than me. Anyway, and, I, and so he, he like kind of goes at it with people a little bit on Facebook. And he's like good. He's like super sharp and kind of like cutting down. I'm like, I don't know if I want to get in a debate with this one. And, um, but I was just seeing that he was getting there was some um, tension between something about the mask wearing, which has been going on a lot since BLM died down, went back to the mask wearing, you know, policing. And um, yeah, I just saw that, you know, there was obviously two very distinct ways of thinking about the situation. There were budding heads and a, a particular threat. And I, yeah, you just got the sense that there's more of a commitment to a view of things than there is to the truth of things. Because I'm like, let's be real. How many of us on here really looking up stuff? We don't have time for that. We're putting our faith in experts. And I say that loosely now because the experts don't usually have like a consensus across the board. In fact, that is the nature of intelligent people. Moonies don't think the same. And with a something like a COVID thing, for example, which is like a new thing that people don't know about and new and newer, you know, things are coming out. There are a lot of people who are expert or who've been in the field for a long time saying dramatically different things, like, like diametrically opposite. Yeah. And instead of like kind of saying like, damn, I don't know what's going on. It's, everyone's like very confident that they have like a particular right understanding of things and we're ready to like police each other and lambast each other and write a diatribe if i have to write an article and yeah and it's just more of a commitment to the view mm. than to the truth or to whatever reality is actually presenting to us um yeah so obviously such a person can't be a leader this is i think just a kind of an aside the leaders that we leaders, the Donald Trump and I guess Biden, Biden, Biden. That's how you say saying. I'm not really looking at any of these people. I never do, but um, I don't think any one of them can be good leaders because they have that like strong partisan path. You know, it's just like this is the view, and it's all. About, it's kind of like about slamming the other guy. You know, because you know the presidential election runs more like a reality TV show. Where how to be the next influencer? You know, I think Donald Trump. I don't know because I really didn't watch it, but from the what it appears to me from what I've gathered since then, the way he ran his campaign was like like a social media campaign, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was how he was largely able to be successful. He was like, you know, uh, being savage, calling people out, putting their business out in the street. It's like this is like high school reality TV you know how to be the next influencer sort of tv show and so naturally such a spirit encourages a more divisive yeah. mood um and so how can such a leader 
how can such a person be a leader? Yes. A leader has to be able to rise above those sorts of dualities for the greater good of the whole. You can't be on one side of the whole or the other side of the whole because you've got to consider the whole thing together. And so how can you be a leader if you're not able to rise above that? Yeah. A word that was used, I remember once when we were doing like an organizational development thing was like, how, how does one hold kind of the inherent dynamic tension that happens that it's inherent it's it's just there there's going to be dualities in life and there's going to be some people on this side and some people on that side and so i love the point that you're making because it's not which side do i run to and then use it as a soapbox to stand on and be like you're wrong and this this is no it's like how do i stand in the middle of those two figure figure it out figure something out you know like that's what the leader is supposed to do I agree with you completely. You know, all this bipartisan stuff, this politics. I mean, I'm out of here. I'm on a plane. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like, I've, I've had a bit <laughs> enough. But obviously, I'll still be involved in, in the psyche, the American psyche, even though I'm not physically in the country. But um, it's, it's, uh, let's wait. I think Pooh Chat said something nice. Too much emphasis placed on personal experience versus deep knowledge. It's such a, it's such a, I know, I, I'm sorry. I, that does irritate me a lot. Um, me too. Every, everything becomes like, like the most profound evidence of things these days is anecdotal. Mm. You know, I'm even in bhakti, like even in bhakti circles, people are like, they're like make a point and then they'll tell an anecdote as the pramana <laughs> for what the point they're making. And if you like, pointed out to them like hey buddy you're supposed to call a shashik verse you can't just be giving anecdotes as explanation of things then you know people get upset <laughs> yes i know what you're talking about oh god krishna i like people chat said also we have the attention span of goldfish we get all fired up about an issue until the next one <laughs> i know that's another thing that's been really irritating anyway yeah it, like yeah I, like <laughs> This is a little mean, but I was giving class the um, about a week ago, and I was telling someone was asking about the anyway. Somehow I came up with this Black Lives Matter thing and so on. So I said, "Well, you know, there are a lot of people in Africa, for example, who are basically forced into slavery so that we can have our gadgets, you know, our little gadgets that we like to play with. So if you really about, you know." Black Lives Matter and so on. How does that impact you? And I said, let me tell you, it doesn't. <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> Wait, so, because uh, then one of, our, cause one of our devotees, she commented that like, well, do you think there's any benefit to like doing like an like a, like a exercise? Like, well, if I see my life and I see others' lives, now bring my own suffering to a, like a proper level. And I said, yeah, that's okay. You can do that as a technique to like kind of sober you up in a particular situation. The next comes, you'll be completely and you won't even be caring about what the other situation is. However, and so that point in one class, and then someone hearing this, I think this is a really important point that we have to see how others are suffering, so we can see. So I class. Like example of people being slavery, so we gadgets. I said, did you think about that after the class? At any point in your day, did you think about it? Did it even come up in your psyche whatsoever? 
And he was like, quiet. I said, exactly. At the end of the day, your suffering is the most important. And so um, mm. th th that's a fact. At the end of the day, our own suffering is the most important to us. So instead of just jumping on this mm. or that bandwagon, we come up with a solution to the problem of suffering. And who's suffering at the end of the day? Mm. My suffering. I may temporarily be concerned mm -hmm. about someone else's suffering, but it's my, it's my, if I can fit into my, then I'll know the solution because the solution is actually quite uniform in this sense yeah. as well. So uh, anyway, yeah, I, yeah, that, I, that comes, I don't see Should you I, jump, yeah, oh, you're breaking up a little bit, um, sorry, but it's okay, no worries, I, I kind of pretty much heard what you were saying, and I agree with all of it, I agree with all of it. Um, but uh, I think we should maybe call it a uh, call it for today. I have to. I have to. I have to go pack. I have to continue packing. Yeah. And um, thank you. thank you so much, everyone, for being here. Tomorrow we'll take a pause because I'll be in the air, and then when I land, uh, I will. Shyam says, "How can I donate to your internet, Jaya?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's my internet. I really don't know what it is. Like. Uh, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's perfect. Sometimes not. Yeah. We'll see. My situation <laughs> will be fine. I think it will be. I've been. I've been assured that it's fine. Okay. So, but um, if all goes according to plan, everyone will be continuing chit chat on Saturday at six p.m. On Saturday at six p.m. So I'll see you all then, and thank you for the wonderful conversation, Jaya. This was this verse and the purport. It really like definitely like hit so many so many chords and maybe we'll continue talking about this on saturday or we'll see where we're we'll see where we're at yes be thank safe for boo yes 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 thank you all so much thank you everyone and we'll see you soon Hurry, boo. Hey, hey.